Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Baka here checking in, and you are now listening to the Wings Out Podcast. All right, y'all. So we are back. We back, y'all. We back, y'all. We back at it back to back, back, y'all. And we back, y'all. And we back, back, back. We back, y'all. All right, so I am uh, excited per usual because this episode, um, this episode is entitled "Be the Light in the Tunnel," um, and it's something that I have to, I had to experience like personally. So it's my prayer that that you guys get something out of this, and it, it blesses you, it inspires you, it empowers you, it frees you, uh, it reminds you. I don't know, whatever it does, I pray it does that for you. So, um, as many of you know, I am a father to the beautiful, um, Miss Haven. I have, my daughter is two years old now. Um, and we are going through the process of potty training, um, for all my parents out there. You know what that is? Um, it's stupid. Uh, <laughs> it just don't make no sense. How you pee and poop on purpose. Um, anyway, uh, for those that are not parents, uh, get ready. Or your time is coming. But with this, um, with, 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 with so much of like over the years of trying to balance as a creative, the family time, um, work life balance, especially trying to find harmony in it. It has definitely been a challenge, um, like off and on. And I just, to be honest, I, I started to give up. Like, I guess I just ain't going to find it. Cause Good Lord, like it's it's hard. It's hard trying to balance everything and, and make it right. But I started to see that um that there's definitely a way to balance it all. And ultimately, um, I'm not necessarily gonna get into how to balance in this episode, but I wanna kind of expose something and just just share what I kind of learned and found out. So for me. Um, especially like I said, with having a two year old and this year I'll be married for 10 years to the beautiful Ayana Abaka, my wife, um, AKA chocolate drop. But what I started to see, you know, especially in the pursuit of trying to find that balance, I started to see really quickly that on the real, it just seemed like nothing was slowing down. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know about you guys, but as a creative it's like every now and then you have the flashbacks of when you were, um, let's say before you were married, when you were still living at home with your parents. I don't know if you're living at home with your parents now, but you, like, I remember being able to stay locked up in the room, uh, working on music from like, especially on a Saturday from like, shoot, uh, 3 PM after I got off work to like one, two in the morning. Just working. I mean, of course, I'll have bathroom breaks, but sometimes I wouldn't eat. Um, but I remember even that freedom, that freedom of being able to do what I wanted, when I wanted, for however long I wanted. I didn't have to answer to nobody. I didn't have to think about or consider, oh, um, my daughter's going to run in the room or my wife um, needs something. And it's not saying that it's a bad thing, but my, you know, if you're married and you have kids, you understand what I'm saying. Like, being able to do what you wanted, like nothing beats that. 
But I think that in the flashbacks of having those thoughts, I kind of was anticipating that one day that will return. And it has not. <laughs> and I don't think it never will. Um, and again, it's not a bad thing, but it's just I've been starting to realize that it's not about it. Everything slowing down. It's more about you leveling up. It's not about when the light, where's the light at the end of the tunnel. It's really about being the light in the tunnel. So I know that, again, with with us getting out of um, coronation, um, with us getting out of it, it can definitely, and I, I don't know about what your present circumstance or situation is, uh, whether it's something with work, I don't know. Whatever the case may be, we all were hit with the reality of things have changed. And no matter where you are at your, in, in your profession, your life period, everything has changed. But to be honest, it almost feels like an equalizer that everything has changed for everybody. It's not that only a few amount of people have been affected. You know, you're on the outskirts of it like, ooh, it didn't touch me. No, it has touched everybody. It's touched us. Not saying Corona's touched us. Corona ain't touched us. But the reality of what is going on has touched everyone. And especially in the, the realm of being a creative, just to be honest, uh, it's no shade or, or tea to anybody else, but I kind of feel like we have it the best. Now, you can be like, wait a minute. No, we don't. Shoot, I got I to gotta go try and find something practical. Where? <laughs> where you gonna go like what you what you looking for um but i like in all honesty i feel like we have it we we are in a best the better position and again if you remember from my last podcast i do honestly believe that every person is is a creator it's just that everyone hasn't acknowledged it or they refuse to walk in it um because a creative is not what you do is really who you are that's just the truth you are a creative so, matter of fact, I'm going to make sure to remind you every single episode, you are a creative. It's not what you do, it's who you are. You are a creative. You create literally every day. Women are creatives. Whether you never touched anything, you create. Like, we are creative. So, we are in the best place, in the best position. And that position being that we can literally create the rest of our lives today. We can start today. We can be different today. We can do something different today. We don't have to continue to like, because some of us and some people, if you're guilty of this, then, hey, I'm sorry. It is what it is. But some of us are kind of like waiting on somebody to save the day. Um, not Jesus, because Jesus is coming. He's going to save the day. However, Jesus already lives on the inside of us. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. If you're a believer, you know what I'm talking about. If you're not a believer, hey, we can have another conversation. But God is real. That's just the truth. I mean, the only reason why I'm able to do everything that I do is because of him. I did not make any of this up. I cannot take any, any, um, any, I can't make any claims on, on what I do and who I am. It all comes from him. I don't take any credit. It's him. So I'm dope on purpose. But anyway, back to what I'm saying. <laughs> the reality is, is that we are all as creatives in the best place. Because we're not, you don't have to, again, whatever it is that you want to do, you can just do it. 
Now, you might be sitting there listening like, I mean, I hear you, but I can't just do it. Like, I, I, need, I need some stability. Where, where are you finding the stability? Especially today. Like, what stability are you looking for? Like, tell me. Matter of fact, you write a post about the stability that you're looking for. Tell people where you found it and let us know. Let us know when you get there. I'll wait. So while the, <laughs> while that person is going to look for that stability, we'll continue our conversation. Um, so for me, I've I've honestly just realized that the the security that we've looked for, that we've waited for for so long, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, and it's not something that honestly we should be anticipating. Because I know for, I know in my own life. I actually bounced around from job to job simply because I was looking for, I was looking for security. I was like, look, I'm not trying to, uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to continue. I'm not trying to continue to look for, um, like have something and, and be scared that, Oh, I can lose the job or even though I've never been fired, but I can use this job to, um, to pretty much have a stable or at least a peace of mind that, I'm going to continue working at this certain place or whatever the case may be. And especially for me, I've been somebody, I mean, I'm, I'm African, I'm African American. My parents are from Ghana and growing up in uh, African cultured um, household, we were only told to be a doctor, be a lawyer, be anything in the medical field. Mainly it was doctor or lawyer for me. A doctor was definitely out of the question, even though I wanted to be a pediatrician because I love kids. However, I hate blood. I do not like the sight of blood. Like I'm, I'm that person that even watching, let's say for some of those shows, like let's say ridiculousness or seeing some of the, um, the videos on the gram or wherever, where somebody's getting hurt. Like they did a backflip and land, landed on their neck or something. I cannot laugh at that. And I also can't watch it because I turn away like, Ooh, Cause I'm highly visual. I'm like hyper visual <laughs> and it will keep replaying in my mind. But I started to see that. I mean, I, I of course noticed that a lot of people, some people are okay with that. But for me, I just, it's just not me. So being a doctor was out the window. I could barely even, um, dissect the frog in, in, in biology, like barely. I was like, Ooh, stink. it's a squishy. It's just not me. It's just nasty. So those type of things were out of the window for me. I also remember I had an ex-girlfriend one time um, before my wife, obviously. But she told me, she asked me this question. She was like, what's your five-year plan? Like, where do you see yourself in five years? And I was like, well, first of all, I'm definitely going to be in the industry, music industry. I see myself having a, um, whether it's a publishing deal or something like Working with artists, getting placements, I see myself doing that for sure within five years. Do you know her response? She said to me, yeah, but I hear you. Just something practical. And I said, excuse me? Like, what What do you mean by something practical? Like, what's practical? Like, that actually is practical for me. Like, but she was, of course, talking about me having something that just made more sense, something that 
something that just makes sense to everybody. Like, what's your fallback? What's your plan B? And as a creative, if you didn't notice, like, being a creative is your plan B. It's your plan B and your plan A. Because as a creative, we have the ability to pivot. We're not stuck in one frame of mind. But sometimes people think that you are. They say, oh, well, you're like, (laughs) which is honestly kind of funny. Like you, as a creative, we have one thing that we do. We create. And we we can create in any arena that you place us in. But some people say that a creative isn't secure. Being a creative isn't secure, but it actually is. Because there's multiple levels to whatever it is that you create. Let's say you're a photographer, right? And you're like, oh, well, I'm a photographer, but, you know, of course, again, somebody said you need to be practical. You need to have a plan B. Let me show you how easy it is as a photographer that you can create multiple levels when it comes to your photography. Number one, as a photographer, you can take pictures of things that you just love and you can sell stock photos on stock photo websites. That's one stream of income as a photographer. But also as a photographer, you can obviously take photo shoots of people. And the thing is, it doesn't have to be one type of photo shoot because some people say, oh, you just do photo shoots. Well, what type? You have architecture, you have family, you have headshots, you have, um, you know, fashion, you have, like the list goes on and on and on. But you can say, oh, you know what? All right, so this is my whole year. Around May, um, not even May, around April, March, we'll do prom type photos. Around May, we'll do graduation type photos. Um, Whatever the case may be, but my point is you have options. So not only with photo shoots, even another idea that I even saw as a photographer, you can also say, you know what? I want to make $2,000 this weekend. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do batch photo shoots, meaning I'm going to say, all right, on Saturday coming up, June, the whatever date, I'm going to do headshots, $150 headshots. That will include X amount of photos. Let's say you do six photos, six, um, six edits, maybe 10 photos. I don't know. I'm just throwing random stuff out there. But let's say you you say you want to do headshots, $100, maybe $150. Let's say $150. Yeah, that sounds better. It feels better. <laughs> but let's say you're doing $150 headshots. You pick one location, and you carve out a block of, I'm doing 30-minute shoots. So you have one location, and you book from, let's say, 9.30 in the morning. So 9.30, 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock, 11.30, you stop there, so that's five already. You stop there, you return, let's say maybe, I don't know, three. You got three o'clock, 3.30, four o'clock, 4.30, five o'clock, 5.30. So before it gets, let's say, um, you know, starts getting dark, or let's say you even go to six o'clock, so six to 6.30. So that's 12, 12 shoots in one day with a break. And not just a 30-minute break. You had a a, a good little break. So you had all these shoots, and that's 12. Let's do the math really quick. That's 12 shoots, and you're doing $150 per shoot. 
at 12 shoots, you just made $1,800 in one day. Just shy of $2,000, but you did take a break. So you made $1,800 booking shoots for one day. And somebody said you need to do something more practical. That same person is somebody that they're waiting for their paycheck in two weeks. And their paycheck is under $2,000. So tell me who's in the better space. Hmm. Makes sense, right? And this is all just from photography. I'm only speaking of levels in one area. So I only threw out a couple of ideas. Stock photography, um, batch shooting where you schedule multiple shoots for one day. Also, you have your regular, you can do headshots, you can do family portraits, you can do whatever the case may be. But the fact that you're able to do all of these things and it just makes sense, right? So my point of even bringing that up is you can create the life that you want. You just have to be open to creating it. Because a lot of us are looking for somebody else to tell us how to be creative, tell us how to use our gifts. But the gifts that you have Nobody else can tell you how to use it. Nobody can tell you how to use it. They can only tell you how they would use it. And there's a difference. Either you use it or let somebody else tell you how they would. And ultimately, you're just waiting on somebody to say, hey, do something for me. And that's not fun. And I'm not saying that it always, you know, it always is is green grass or whatever. But as a creative, you really have more freedom. But a lot of us don't exercise that freedom. So I don't know where you are. You, Like I said, you can be in a space of I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to maybe I need to get a regular job. You can get a regular job. There's nothing wrong with getting a regular job. But don't let the regular job get you. And what I mean by that is don't sleep on how dope you are. Don't sleep on the gifts that you have. Instead, take the gifts that you have and actually use them, employ them. Because it's not for you. It's for somebody else. Just get ahead of it. So, again, I I, I kind of titled this Be the Light in the Tunnel. And the reason why is because, as I said, a lot of us, we kind of feel like, when is it going to slow down? When are things going to change? When will it get better? I'm looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm just looking for my relief. And even though that feels good, the reality is the relief is inside of you. So rather than waiting for the light at the end of the tunnel, become the light in the tunnel. When you're the light in the tunnel, you can actually see that sometimes in that tunnel, there's extra doors. It's not just one straight path to get out. There's extra doors where you can take this this little door on the left. And once you take that door, it puts you up further than if you were just walking straight. And that's the benefit of being a creative. That's the benefit of of being open. That's the benefit of realizing that you are the light in the tunnel. It's not that you have to wait for somebody to, to free you or to say, Hey, do this. And it'll, it'll help. No, it's not just that. What it really is is saying, do something, do something, be the light in the tunnel. Because at the end of the day, this is the truth. And this is the reality. It's not going to slow down. It's not going to let off. It will get better. But it's not going to be what you thought it would. So you have to adjust. You have to pivot. 
And ultimately, you have to realize that you are the light in the tunnel. So rather than looking for relief outside, realize that the relief is inside and it's on you to let that relief out. So open up, be open to 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 the change, be open to the pivot, be open to be open to to exploring what's actually in you, be open to allowing the gifts that are on the inside of you to come out, be open to expressing the goodness that God placed inside of you. And once you do that, I promise you, you will see how fly you are. So I hope you got something out of that. But of course, as usual, before I leave out of here, I have to leave you with a little uncommon sense. All right. So this week's uncommon sense is one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite quotes, to be honest. Uh, it's actually a quote that I live by and you have more than likely heard me say it. <laughs> so this quote, this uncommon sense is, the hardest part of walking on water is getting out of the boat. That's the hardest part. I might have to make that into a podcast, but the hardest part of walking on water is getting out of the boat. The reason why I know this is simply because for somebody walking on water, the fact that they're walking on water means that they're already walking. The harder part is not walking on the water. The harder part is realizing that you can walk. Is leaving what's safe and what's comfortable. So the moment that you step out of that boat, the moment before your foot touches that water, everything in you is telling you not to. It's unsafe, it's unstable, it's, it's not sure you're going to drown. And everybody in the boat is screaming and pulling at your shirt, pulling at you saying, don't do it. Reconsider. Read some literature on the subject. You sure? For my um, international players anthem fans. <laughs> but everything in you is telling you don't do it. But the moment your feet touches that water and you feel the ground or what seems to be the ground, but you pretty much feel the fact that you are able to walk on the water, the moment that happens, the moment, all the fear, all the panic, all the pressure, all the anxiety, all the doubt, it starts to leave. But because you still have one foot in, you still have the possibility of going back and falling back into that doubt trap. But it takes you stepping out of the boat completely, leaving everything that you're sure of, stepping out, and the moment you do, the moment both feet hit and you take that first step and you feel that it, you're like, wait, I'm walking on water. The reality is, is that nothing, nothing can stop you because now you've broke through the fear and you've broke through the doubt. You broke through the imagination that it couldn't be done. And now you're walking on water. So, as this week's Uncommon Sense. And as always, I want you to always remember, we all kind of fly. Just can't be scared to spread your wings. Wings out! <laughs>